Welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I am your host, Birgit Camps, and the guests on my show are leaders that are both high performers, but also humble enough to share their blind spots. And today, our CEO is Jacoby Lewis. He is actually the CEO, founder, and president of Egetus which is actually the Greek word for leader. And not every leader is very clear about their mission, but I'm going to share his mission with you because uh, he, he did not get that mission overnight. He became that mission. So his mission is to energize and inspire world-leading athletes through passion, purpose, performance, and perseverance in everything they do. Now, I think that's intimate for Jacoby because um, he has, talk about high performer, he was promoted in several times in Fortune 500 companies. In fact, pretty much since he graduated from college, he's been promoted left and right and been very, very successful. And, um, you know, he didn't wake up overnight and, and just stay successful like most leaders on their way to becoming a CEO. Wow, they stumble across, you know, some, some big blind spots. <laughs> and and uh, so again, I'm going to brag on him because most leaders don't like to brag on themselves. He's also been identified as uh, one of the top uh, minority entrepreneurs by University of Houston. And, um, you know, he's also a board member and advisor. And uh, it's not easy to be promoted in the companies he was promoted in. And Jacoby, I'll let you talk about that if you want to. But uh, otherwise, I'm going to let you lead us through your journey of what almost took you out a year of your life. Absolutely. Again, very good. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm uh, anxious. I'm excited uh, to be here. And, uh, you know, uh, no matter where you are uh, in the leadership journey, you're always a little nervous. And so uh, I've been nervous leading up to this point, but uh, just so excited to be in your presence and uh, to be on the show with you. So again, thank you for having me. Yeah, my um, pleasure. And thanks for sharing, uh, <laughs> sharing your, your humanity, right? Because people yeah. think leaders are never nervous and, and they just persevere as part of your mission statement. Absolutely. So <laughs> Regardless of their nervous. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to persevere through this. Uh, win, <laughs> lose, good. and draw. Uh, but, uh, but again, yes, it's, uh, it's, it's been a, a long road, but a great road. It's, uh, it's a journey. And I think uh, you used some key words there. Uh, it has been a beautiful journey for me. Uh, so still a long way to go. Um, but uh, through the companies that I've, I've had the opportunity and uh, I've been fortunate enough to work for, uh, Gap, uh, Inc., you know, these Fortune 500s, Walmart, um, you know, been in the private sector as a, you know, uh, a leader in, for energy companies, uh, DK Lock, FitOck, American Two Products, Beta International. Um, being promoted with, within all of these entities, uh, it's been beautiful, but it, it, it is a struggle uh, at the same time in um, not necessarily skill, but also, uh, I think also when, when it comes down to you uh, trying to identify who you are in the process of what uh, you're married to, and I think that's your skill set. So um, hopefully I can take us down this journey that I've been on, and uh, you know, hopefully there's some good nuggets and jewels people can pull out of this, uh, you know, this whole saga, right? So Yeah, and especially the journey where you, know, you were an expert in your field, like in, in sales, you were an expert sure. in that, and then all of a sudden you're having to manage people 
Sure. Right? That is sure. usually a classic CEO entrepreneur uh, struggle. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so you had your share of that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, really, uh, my, my career, uh, it started off uh, at, um, uh, at Gap, uh, where, you know, I, I started working in retail. And uh, I loved retail because it gave me the opportunity to interface with uh, you know, with customers, get to know them. Um, I love, I have three passions, uh, uh, sports, uh, um, fashion, uh, and uh, people. I really love people. I love being in front of people. I can talk all day. You might, you're gonna have to hang this thing <laughs> up on me, but um, I, you know, I, I love the interaction there. I love retail, love the base of it and uh, what it allowed for me to do and in interacting with people. And so I, I, I really started my career at Gap and uh, really was promoted, you know, you know, been very, very successful. A number of achievements, um, uh, a lot of successful results, you know, individually, but also on teams. Um, but, but throughout that process, I think I started to feel some frustration as a young leader in my 20s. Um, you want to, you want to be, you know, you want to be the best manager. Um, and, you know, that I think I thought I was. Um, and so as I was moving up the corporate ladder, uh, and you know, I think we would call it uh, entrepreneurship, um, it, I was moving up the ladder, felt really good. Um, there was some, some promises that some of my leaders made to me. I held on to those things real tight. And uh, when the, the timeline came, it seemed to just, you know, maybe pass me by. They, you know, didn't give me really any feedback as to uh, when things would happen for me along my journey, um, despite my achievements, um, I became frustrated. And mm -hmm. uh, um, around that time, uh, Walmart moved in and recruited me and um, I was a twice promoted area manager and um, was really one of the key young leaders, emerging leaders uh, at the company. Um, and you know, a lot of people would like to say that, but at the time um, there was a general manager uh, and, I, and I, I won't name him, but it was a general manager coming in to manage distribution. And uh, the one great thing about being at Walmart was that uh, all of the leaders, the older, uh, more mature leaders, uh, had an opportunity to, to mentee a younger leader. Um, but that also had to be somebody of a different, a different ethnic background. Mm. And so uh, diversity was key. And so everybody was looking to this general manager as to who he was going to mentee. And I just so happened to be the lucky person that uh, he picked. Mm -hmm. And um, within two years, I was promoted uh, twice. Uh, and um, this is the point in which I was performing well, managing complex operations, mechanized systems, doing absolutely well. Performance was on, on high. And uh, in the midst of that, uh, one of my leaders uh, moved me from operations to manage um, more of the uh, the managed evaluation. So I was more on the people side now, managing mm -hmm. over a hundred different associates, managers, and supervisors. Mm. Uh, and uh, I immediately noticed one once I was placed into this position, um, there was some evaluations, uh, annual evaluations that were in the red, what we would call in the red. They were beyond their period date in which we, we should have had them. Mm -hmm. And so one in particular, I took to my leader uh, and I had never uh, had, a, had a write up on my performance matrix, right? I think as a, as a leader, emerging leader, your, your whole goal is to stay clear of any marks on your performance matrix when you're working in large companies, because you, you know, it's, it's the key to wanting to be promoted and, and to be mm -hmm. successful. And so, um, as enthusiastic and confident as I was, I took this, uh, this, uh, this uh, evaluation that was in 
uh, violation to my leader. Uh, and I pointed out that, hey, listen, um, this is beyond due. And the employee is actually on vacation uh, in El Salvador. Uh, and um, actually, uh, I don't know what to really do. It seems like we're going to have to take a hit on this evaluation. And guess what? I'm willing to take that hit. Uh, you know what? You put me here. I want to be successful, but I'll take the hit. The unfortunate part about that was uh, my leader was on a step three. Uh, and one, 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 uh, one more write-up from being terminated. And that meant that if, they, if I took the hit as my leader, they would take the hit. Mm -hmm. uh, so they advised for me to do something, uh, and that was to have an over-the-phone evaluation, uh, call that employee uh, while mm -hmm. they were outside of the country, um, do the evaluation, have it faxed over, signed, faxed back, filed, and it would all be good. It would be clear. Uh, and when that was happening, I did not know explicitly that face-to-face -face evaluations um, were company policy. Um, but I knew in my gut that it didn't seem right. And what I did was, is I did that. And right after the, um, right after I finished what was advised of me to do, um, I came back in the next week and HR was standing at the front door and they asked me, Mr. Lewis, when you uh, get to your office, could you uh, put your things away and report to uh, our office? And uh, one of the things I knew about that, uh, I didn't mention when I was at Gap, I, I was in a loss prevention. And so, uh, I played some roles in loss prevention. So when I walked in the HR office, um, rather than it being one HR manager, it was two HR managers, one sitting next to me and one across the desk. And I knew right then and there, uh, this is pretty, this is probably a pretty serious conversation. And uh, immediately yeah. our manager asked me, uh, he said, Hey, Mr. Lewis, I have a question for you. He took the audited evaluation because my evaluation happened to be audited right after I did it. Mm -hmm. uh, and they noticed that it was a copied faxed evaluation. And so they said, Hey, what is this? And uh, I looked down, um, my heart fell and I said, Hey, it's a faxed evaluation. They said, who advised you to do this? And I uh, told them my leader and uh, uh, they called my leader who was at, uh, on vacation at the time. And my leader, uh, they asked if they knew of what I had done. And my leader uh, said that uh, um, they didn't know of any of my actions. Uh, at that point, and wow. immediately, with no write-ups, with twice promoted, great career going on, uh, they came back into the office after reporting to corporate and said, uh, "Mr. Lewis, unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. Um, wow. This is against company policy." And uh, they walked me to the office and then walked me off the premises as if they never knew me. And as if, if they I, never knew you. As if they never knew me. I had some really great relationships. They knew I was a person of integrity, but. I, it was a, a violation of company policy. And um, that really hurt. It really hurt me bad. And so um, they walked me off. Wow. So Jacoby, this leader who, um, well, we'll just say who, who <laughs> one, one day said one thing and the other day said another thing. Was that also your mentor or was that a different person? Uh, no, the, the general manager who came into the distribution, that's a great question. The, distrib the, the general manager who came in to lead over the distribution centers uh, had a great record, a great track record, been with the company many years. Uh, and and uh, his name was Jeff. He was actually uh, men mentoring me. But my, the, the leader who uh, was a separate person was a separate person. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they had been in the company for some time. But one of the things I realized, right, was I, I, I you know, 
I think I'm probably getting a little bit ahead, but um, it was a reason why this leader was on a step three. And I should have looked at that. I should have looked at, there was a long track record and a number of violations happening. And in my gut, I knew, um, you know, that maybe I should have said something, but I didn't. And uh, yeah, the reason why I didn't, over it. the reason why I didn't was, was, you know what, uh, when you're moving up the corporate ladder, one of the things that you look for as a young leader or emerging leader is approval. Uh, and mm. you can either look from a, a, for approval uh, from the company itself or from those within the company. And since I love, since people are a passion of mine, uh, <laughs> it also showed that in a moment of weakness, I was reaching for that leader's approval of me and, and uh, I was willing to do something um, uh, in compromising maybe my own car- character at, at that moment. Wow. <laughs> that, and, and that must have been quite a blow to come to terms with the reality of that, that step you took, right? Because you, sure. you were, you, you, up until that point, it was almost like you were Midas. That Everything Midas, you touched yeah. turned to gold. Turned to gold. And, and then and, to all of a sudden to be called in and, you know, like they never knew you yeah. sa- said goodbye to. Yeah. And, and, then, and actually the, the person, uh, Jeff, the one who was mentoring yeah. me. He yeah. was the one who terminated me. And he told me one thing. Uh, and I, 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 I hated him for it in the moment. I love him for it now. Oh, right? do tell. Uh, uh, hindsight <laughs> is always better than foresight. And so he said, uh, he said, you're going to thank me for this later. And oh. it, revel- it crushed my world. I would never thank you for firing me. Yeah. <laughs> for something yeah. I believe in the moment that I, was, I didn't do. And maybe I didn't even know. Um, but I would say today, um, out of all of the things that I've accomplished and things that I've experienced, that was a pivotal moment for me. And it really woke me up. I spent a year after that, after um, they had let me go, uh, that leader contacted me a week later uh, through text and said, if you need anything, let me know. <laughs> I never responded. Wow. But over the next year, uh, I became really bitter. Um, I was in denial. Mm. Uh, and, um, I had a bad attitude. And so when I would go on interviews, um, you know, when you work for fortune 500s, every, uh, interviewer wants to know what happened. At of that course. And as soon as they ask the question about Walmart, I just unloaded. This is yeah. And so I went through, you know, the series of rounds of interviews. And when I would get to the last one, a leader would emerge that I would have to report to. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. I was so bitter about my last leader that I would have never hired me. Hindsight, yes. And and so uh, it was a struggle because uh, I, you know, I was a, I was a newlywed. I mean, there was a lot of things happening. Oh wow. Life. And um, I, I then branched off to temporary work. So I went to work for a temp agency, um, uh, very little money uh, in comparison to what, what I was making. And then it was maybe a little, you know, very little hope. Where am I going? Um, mm. And in the process of that, I stumbled up on a two-week assignment at American Two Products. Uh, and uh, they only renewed me every two weeks. So I had to be on my best. Mm. And um, they found my resume. And the CEO of the company found my resume and mm. brought me in. And around uh, the end of that annual year, he asked me what had happened. And by that time of going through a very humble <laughs> time, um, I then admitted to fault. And what that was, was, you know what? Um, this happened to me, 
but because I was an emerging leader, I was not looking out for the employee who was at the center of this whole entire unfortunate situation. And from Walmart's perspective, let me make mention of one thing. This employee um, had a language barrier. Uh, and you know, not like you who speak five or six languages, this, <laughs> this, 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 uh, employee yes. only knew one, one language and face to face was really important because we needed an interpreter mm. for, for me to be able to communicate their performance, whether strengths or weaknesses to tell them their raise, if they were to get one, you know, vacation, et cetera. And I didn't think about any of that. I was thinking about Jacoby's performance and mm-hmm. winning someone's approval despite what I had known, not what I didn't know, but what I did know. And uh, I put them in jeopardy. Wow. And so th- that is, just, so first of all, thank you for being You're willing welcome. to reveal that big old giant blind spot at the time. It's taken took, some time. <laughs> well, yeah, you would say it took you a year, right? It took it you took, a year, it, took it cost year. you jobs, it cost you time. It's, and and uh, even, and, and one of the things, right, is reputation. So so mm-hmm. after the after the just not only the year when when people who worked with me would see me out in public, the embarrassment or what did they think of me? Uh, you know, what did they think happened? Pain of yeah. pain and the distance of all of that. I had to fight all of that. Yeah. What was the turning point for you after a year when you finally, you know, in your in your world realized? wow, uh, what's my part in this blind spot? You know, like, what did I miss? Because up until yeah. that point, you were looking externally, right? It's someone else's fault. And, and, and uh, how did you, did you have a, someone ask you a question at the time? Were you, ha- how did you discover your blind spot? Yeah, really. Um, um, actually, the person, uh, you know, that helped me to discover it uh, actually was my mother. Uh-huh. Um, I have a very good relationship with her and, uh, you know, uh, she's, she's, she's been an immense, great leader in my life. And, and so, um, you know, she knows me really well. And so, you know, I was telling her about exactly what had happened and she was very compassionate to hear me out. Um, and one thing she left me with during one conversation, uh, she, she just kind of ended the conversation with, I need you to own up. And, the light went off. I need you to own up. I was, what I was not telling her was what I had done. Yeah. Everybody else had done, but not what, now what it didn't do is it didn't remove anybody else from their own responsibility, Mm. but it did not excuse me from mine. Wow. And she was saying, since I was, since I'm so passionate about leadership, she was saying, if you are as passionate as you are about leadership, what can you learn in this moment about who you are? And, and really it, it revealed to me that I was someone that was preoccupied with what others thought of me and winning the approval. And I was willing to compromise my integrity at a, at a, at a moment's time that I didn't know compromise yeah. my integrity to perform and, you know, maybe benefit uh, because this employee did not have the level of, exposure and they could not defend themselves at the level that I could. Yeah. I was exposed to other leaders and higher leaders. They were not, they were exposed to me and it was yeah. my job to care for them and to make sure that we all, the, 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 you know, and I, like I said earlier, the company policy was there for a reason to protect yeah. everybody at every level. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was hard. It was hard to come to terms with that. It really was. 
Wow. Well, bless you. I think, uh, you know, when I say the guests on my show are high performers who are also willing to be humble, it's, uh, it's interesting because I don't know a lot of people who, who wake up in life and go, one of my goals is to be humble. It's kind of like life hands humble to you. (laughs) If, if you're willing to, to look at that. Right. And, 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 uh, and yeah, and the thing, the reason, I think one of the things that helped me to understand the blind spot, to see the blind spot, was why was I so bitter? Um, you know, why was my attitude so bad? Uh, and I think that that's not something that's always from external causes. Those are things that are internal. Those are wrought by character, mm. right, and character development. And my character wasn't mature enough to, you know, still be compassionate, still be open to change, still be open to learn. I shut everything out. And all I wanted to do was vent about uh, me, I guess, so, you know, assumingly being the, the victim. Of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> that does. And, and then again, you know, you, you were used to winning and I was I used think, to winning and, and performing, think- performing, you know, I, you know, one of the things is, is again, you know, the reason why I'm the founder of a sportswear company is I love sports and, uh, you know, performance is important. And that's where I was going to go next because I did talk about your, your past history with sports, but I mean, and and you're the one, uh, you know, you mentioned yourself that's, you know, life is a sport, but but can you tell us a little bit about, you know, where you got this? I mean, you were a high performer way before you entered business. So can you tell us a little bit about how you, you know, your background in sports? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I was a three sport athlete. Um, I was all state running back um, that, uh, you know, excelled uh, in Louisiana. I was a state uh, track champion mm-hmm. um, and on a state track champion team, uh, I ran the 800 yard dash, very successful uh, in that. And uh, I was one of the key, uh, key members of the Louisiana national wrestling team, one of the first national wrestling teams, wow. Greco-Roman wrestling. And I love wrestling. And, uh, and so I was one of the first representatives of, of that. And so um you grew up uh, in, you know, very humble beginnings uh, in, in, in a humble environment with a single parent. Mm. Uh, my, my mom was a single mother of three. I'm the middle child. Wow. Uh, wow. Let's, let's say that, right? And um, so sports was really, really important. And performance was important. And I knew if I performed well, I would make it to the top. If I performed well, I mm. would be, you know, what I assumed at the time was just a great leader. Uh, and, um, you know, that led me on into business and then opened me up to saying, Hey, I think I want to pursue this educationally, academically. And at the time I was pursuing, uh, looking for, you know, uh, you know schools that, 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 you know, taught about leadership. Um, not a lot did. It taught more about, you know, just business management, but not really about the leadership aspect of yes. academics. And, um, I found a, an evangelical Christian college to go to that, uh, that, uh, really promoted uh, a bachelor of science in leadership and organizational leadership. And yes. that's where I dove into vision, character, and all of those things. So, yes. So I happen to know that, that college, do you, yeah. when you went to, it was Dr. Bill Blocker, the president of that uh, He college? was not. Yeah. He okay. was not at the time. Uh, okay. you know, he is a very, he's a great president and actually doing a very great job uh, there. I kind of keep in tune to the college. Um, I know him personally and have met him. Well, uh, say hello to him for I me. Will, I'm I will. going to invite him on now next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I recently uh, spoke to uh, the, the college's board. Uh, oh. 
uh, my own, my journey. And so they Beautiful. had earlier in the year, yeah, they, they invited me and I shared. So um, yeah, great president, great time. Well, I've, I certainly appreciate you sharing on, on this show. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, again, you're proving, you keep proving that, you know, you're a high performer and humble because I had to draw out of you your past in sports. So I mean, that's pretty impressive. And that you came from a humble background and, and figured out how to get to this point. And, you know, I, I guess today, would you say Jeff was right? I mean, you're currently so right. the CEO of a sports <laughs> wear company. And yeah, yeah. Your love, and, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, the the he was so right. And uh, you know, if I had an opportunity to see him today, um, you know, uh, you know, I would I would definitely I would thank him and give him a big hug and say I appreciate what you did for me because it it. It shattered my world of what I thought a leader was. And I was more focused on what to be, right? And as opposed to who to be. Mm. We, we go and we move up through organizations and what to be is important, like whether I will, will be a regional manager or a director or a VP or a president. Yeah, yeah. And a leadership, I think at its core, teaches you about who to be first. If mm. you understand who you need to be, right? Character wise, what you become will be great no matter what you do. Mm. So f as you're leading our listeners who yeah. are leaders, you would say that, you know, as a leader and, you know, we all have blind spots, of course, right? Sure, sure. But, but chances are that, you know, if you've been a high performer, you may have been focused on what to do and what to, you know, what title you have, uh, you know. Oh, it's important. I mean, I think, and you know, you know, if you, if you go into, and a lot of times, you know, and when you're in sales, right, I mean, you, you, you move in a lot of arenas where, um, you know, you're going to these social gatherings, these networking events, you're meeting everybody, and the first thing out of their mouth is what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Not who you are. Not right? who you are, but right. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> and so, um, you know, what you do is important in business, and, you know, that's really, because people want to know, is it worth you know, being associated with people based on their title and, you know, mm -hmm. what they do and what I can learn from them based on what they do. And that's not bad inherently, but again, knowing who someone is, is, is also important as well. And, well, you know, and especially if you're leading, right? Because people won't follow someone who, <laughs> who they don't want to follow because, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, an important part, you know, is, is when, when, when I made the transition into oil and gas from retail, right? You don't, you don't find a lot of people moving from retail to oil and gas, you know, right. um, re, uh, oil and gas, uh, the energy sector. When I'm, my, I, I was in instrumentation, valve and fittings. And so um, that's very technical. And so... Mm. Again, then when after the learning about who I was, now I'm moving into something that is very high performing, very technical. And now we're about to see if I can pass this whole test again, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and the CEO uh, who, is, uh, who mentored me and is still a mentor of mine, um, oh. he, uh, he helped me in identifying um, and maybe coupling my performance with my character and not compromising my character and learning from my past experience um, in retail. And so from there, I have a, I've had a 10 year run of going from American Two products as a, you, you know, as a sales rep to Beta International uh, and running multiple regions as an inside sales manager projects, then being recruited by FitOck Group, um, which is a German company to 
take the, the company to the U.S. and then D.K. Locke, who recruited me from there, and then Fidak, who recruited me back, then D.K. Locke, who recruited me back all the way up to president. And the one thing I learned about that was they really cared about who I was. Mm. That, that the performance was great. I did a great job, record sales, record performance, but I managed to keep relationships intact mm. and character intact along the way up. Mm. And that allowed for them to revisit me at a different time for a higher position and you know, to do different things. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and it sounds to me like, like you are coachable and that you are blessed to have some mentors along the way, which unfortunately this day and age, there are, that's not so available. Again, part of why, why I provide this podcast. Absolutely. Do you do any mentoring of others? I do. I do. Um, I, um, there, now, what I do in, in terms of mentoring is, is I make myself available to uh, you know, a number of mentees and, and, and those who want to grow. And um, what I do is I give them an available date, one available date within the month and say, you know, you know, we can discuss this for maybe 15, 20 minutes and then I'll provide a resource and then we reflect upon that resource maybe in, the, in a, another month. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, I just I want to make myself available. I think that's what humility has taught me is, is I have mentors who've made themselves available for me Mm-hmm. And now I'm wanting to make myself available for others who are coming up those channels and maybe to help avoid some of the mistakes made along the way um, and to help them to hone in on their character very early. Because one of the things I've learned in, in academics, right, when you study that a lot of companies, they don't necessarily fail because of a lack of skill or lack of performance. They fail because of a lack of character. You know, mm-hmm. when you mention the names like Enron, you know, or you mm-hmm. mention certain things that happened within those companies, that was all character driven. That's not performance driven. You know, it was character driven. Yeah. And you, you have the ultimate mentor for character, right? So <laughs> yeah. can, can you tell us about what you consider to be your number one success habit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, very important, right? Um, so, you know, my Christian faith is important, very important to me. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I start off very early in the morning uh, with prayer, uh, you know, just, you know, they're, they're, you know, controlling the things I can't control in comparison <laughs> to the things I can't control. Uh, but I can't control myself and I can't mm-hmm. control my responses and my reactions. So I start off with prayer and uh, I end with one thing I'm going to be grateful for that day. And, uh, you know, I remember sharing with you about having a bad attitude when I had, you know, got fired. I mean, it was really rotten and I wouldn't have wanted to be around me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, confidence is contagious. And so I think uh, negativity is as well. If you, you know, uh, (laughs) you attach it on it. Yeah. Um, I find one thing to be grateful for. And so uh, I have three daughters. And so uh, as congratulations, thank you. Three beautiful daughters with uh, different personalities. Mm. Uh, all different flowers and when we get to school um, we, uh, we, we have three goals that we talk about um, before we start school and work and one of them is first is to obey your leaders and, and for me that means uh, how am I going to play by the rules right mm-hmm. I, I want to perform but how I'm going to play by the rules and um, even if I'm the founder president CEO of my own company um, uh, I do have others that I report to. That's my customers. <laughs> mm, well put. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can fire everybody. Uh, but my customers as well as those who work in, uh, on my team. Uh, that's obey your leaders and then um, be an example uh, to others. And so I'm thinking about you know my performance, individual performance, team performance, 
how my decisions are impacting those who are connected to me each day. Mm -hmm. It's very mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. And then final, do something for someone else. If I'm grateful for what I have, I'm going to be grateful enough to try to help someone along the way. Mm. Uh, and that's to reach beyond my own world, reach beyond my own walls. Um, because one of the things that I think a lot of leaders struggle with um, is um, uh, the humility card, right? Uh, we, <laughs> we don't want to ask for help. Mm. And why we don't want to ask for help is we don't want everyone to know we're vulnerable and we need them. And we mm. do. We need each other. So Yes. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, thank you for, uh, for being willing to, uh, you know, go there and, sure, and sure. Uh, you know, and it's funny when um, I was asking my daughter, you know, what, so speaking of asking for help, right? I had her look at the, the there's about five questions I asked during the podcast and then we just go with the flow. But I asked my daughter, look at my questions and, and let me know what do you think, what else do you think I should ask that would be interesting to the listeners? Sure, sure. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this. Um, she says, when you were a kid, did you see yourself becoming a CEO? No, uh, no, <laughs> right? no, no, I, I didn't. Um, I, I, you know, I think a lot of times I, you know, I think a lot of times growing up, I, you know, I don't necessarily always think that leaders always see themselves as, as leaders or, or seek out to become leaders. I, I really didn't. I think I was, um, there was a number of mentors that identified their leadership qualities, characteristics in me and said, I think you should go this way. And, and I trusted them enough to start following that. And they were right about it. Uh, and so. <laughs> so what was the day that you then decided, hey, today's the day I claim that I want to be the CEO of my company. <laughs> yeah, well, so that just kind of all that it all of a sudden happened. I was, you know, um, again, I wasn't necessarily reaching to say, well, I need the CEO card. I, I was already um, uh, vice president and president of a, a company. I'm, I'm still in my mid 30s. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I've, you know, um, a number of leaders let me know, hey, you're going to get there just a matter of time. Um, and so I wasn't in a rush, but there was these things that I just, that were unavoidable and they were the passions that um, I longed to try to fulfill. And one of them was, you know, I love sports, I love fashion, and I love, uh, I love people. And uh, the retail world was really important to me. So um, I identified some key areas for me that would help me to move into this next venture. And that was being the founder of a sportswear company, which involves sports, fashion, and people. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so fascinating how your life took twists and turns to merge yeah. your passion, your purpose, you know, kind of like what you're yeah. talking about. And, your and, and again, learning through, you know, learning through the, the, the blind spot, right, the, the, the blind spot that I had, um, I was able to cultivate the name of my company. And I said, listen, you know, this is important. So I, I searched and I searched, prayed and searched, and uh, Egetis came to the forefront, which is the Greek word for leader. Uh, and uh, that's what I wanted the company to represent, leadership, and I want us to promote leadership uh, in our ability to provide great sportswear to athletes yeah. you know, and all people, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, business professional, engineer, doctor, lawyer, you know, business coach, all of those things. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, again, uh, most people didn't wake up to and said, you know, as a child, I want to be CEO. You kind of wow. take lots of twists and turns. And had you not gotten fired, had you not had a year of that, had you not had your next mentor, 
you know, you wouldn't be here today. So perseverance clearly has been, has been key. Um, yeah. But, but what, what has, <laughs> let's hope you will not have that type of surprise anymore <laughs> from your blind right. spot. But, but today uh, regarding people, you know, cause ultimately leaders, you know, they, they, they tend to figure things out. They're persistent and all that, but what, what are some of the things that have surprised you in terms of managing people? Sure, sure. Um, some of the things that have surprised me about managing people. Um, uh, one of those things would be uh, that, um, uh, that, that people uh, that you manage or you lead are, uh, they, they are more successful and more resilient uh, in environments where authenticity plays a huge role. Um, professional, but yet, you know, understanding and seeing the true you, the true leader you are, who you are, not what you're pretending to be uh, mm. along the way. Um, yeah, because people sense when you're not. People uh, get it. People so really smart. do, don't they? Yes, yeah, yeah. at and, all levels, I, they're smart in terms and, of. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Sometimes, you know, I've been so high-minded in my roles that, you know, they may not tell you up front, but it, it happens at the lunch counter. It happens, you know, at the break table. And people are really, you know, they're really smart. They're really wise about seeing through, um, you know, the facade sometimes that, you know, we're trying to put on. And it's nothing, try, it's nothing wrong with trying to be great and be better, but it is something wrong with not being who you should be, mm. right? And that's mm. understanding who you are, you know, whether that's your personality, your responsibilities, your effect on others, it's, it's important. Um, and, I, I, you know, I miss some of those cards throughout my um, Throughout my, uh, you know, throughout my my my, my reach to the corporate ladder, uh, sometimes yeah. I, I felt like a, a great failure because I said, you know, I accomplished a whole lot, but who am I at the end of the day? Mm. And uh, that's important for me now, and especially important if I'm teaching my daughters now. <laughs> yeah, now now you you're a leader and, and, in many in many areas, right? Yeah. And they call my card really quick. You know, they, you know, they're not like uh, you know others who are connected to me. They call it out whether I like it or not. You know, Dad, you're not nice. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and, you know, I think you made a very good point, which the truth is most people that work for you won't call you out because they're afraid of losing their job. Right. Um, so, um, you know, as we wrap up, what, what are some tips you could give our listeners you know, considering the fact that they, they, other people that work for them is, are probably not going to help them discover their blind spot as a leader. So, yeah. you know, what, what tips can you give them as a, you know, as an action step on, hey, if, you know, look at this or consider this or how do you get feedback as a leader? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, um, you know, I, I tend to, you know, there's a few quotes that I, I kind of try to live by. Uh, and uh, one of them is from uh, uh, the late, great Warren G. Bennis, uh, who's considered to be, um, he's considered to be the, the kind of the pioneer on contemporary leadership studies. And, and there's a few quotes that he he kind of he, he kind of coined one of them is um, becoming a leader is synonymous with becoming yourself. It is precisely that simple, and it is also <laughs> that difficult. Uh, and I think it is it goes back to the card of what to be versus who to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you know leadership is like beauty. Uh, it, it's hard to define, but you know it when you see it. You know when you see true character at place, and that's when somebody's being who they truly are rather than trying to pretend to be something. 
um, that there may, they may not be. So one of the things I, I talk about is, you know, your authentic true self is the best leader others need to see. And only when you are authentic about who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, your ideals, your realities, your fears and your failures is then when you will have begun to effectively lead, other, lead others, not for the sake of proving, but um, for the sake of fully expressing yourself as you truly are, not who you pretend to be. Wow. Well, I, I want to do a big clapping, but uh, I, uh, I'm truly, truly grateful for, again, the way you showed up and you being authentic on this podcast, authentic in your life, authentic you. with your daughters by letting them, you know, call you on it, on things. Sure, and, sure. Um, and it's, uh, you know, what you've shared with us has been priceless. I mean, the blind spot, the big boulder of a blind spot that you shared about, you know, uh, you know, what is your, what was your part in this? Sure. You know, really? Sure. Did you really care about the employee or were you really, you know, more caring about pleasing your boss or, or, you know, winning the game, so to speak. But, yeah. uh, but looking at your part is, is a huge, um, blind spot I think that a lot of us have right because we tend to look at, at others instead of ourselves so yeah, yeah. thank you and, so and, much and and thank you again uh Birgit. thank you so much for having me on again um you know hopefully I, I hope that 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 the, the other leader listeners you know you you can you can learn from not being terminated um, mm. I learned from being terminated <laughs> and uh, you know, no one likes to be terminated, but no. No person does, but, but that was helpful for me uh, in, in really identifying that blind spot. And, and you know what, you know, when you're, when you're out, I think about it a lot of times like this, when you're out on the road, um, sometimes people have crashes. We see wrecks all over the place. And the reason why was why, because a blind spot existed. Yes. Somebody did not know they had a blind spot. And next thing you know, it impacted one car, two cars, five cars. So thus as leaders, right? Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great visual uh, story. You know, I think that's the, that sticks in, that'll stick in people's minds. <laughs> yeah, is when you see a car on the side of the road, a few, somebody had a blind spot. There was yeah. a blind spot somewhere and either you will own it or you will avoid it and that will continue the crashes or you know, you'll, you'll look out for not only yourself, self-leadership, but leading others, and then everybody will be safe. Yeah. And they, they, the organization will be successful. People will be successful. And, uh, and, and, uh, and now athletes will be successful, too, thanks to your company. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if uh, the listeners want to know more about your company, they, they go to www.egetus, and that is spelled I-G-E-T-I-S dot com. And we'll put it on the link in this podcast. And um, for those listeners who want to know, I've got the 10 most common leadership blind spots. Uh, and that'll be a book that'll be coming out soon. But uh, I'm looking you, forward to that. I wish I would have had that back then. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get that now so I can be, be helped in my future. Thank you. So, yeah, so you guys can reach me by uh, emailing CEOblindspots um, at gmail.com. And again, uh, I-G-E-T-I-S, egetis.com is Lewis's company. And um, again, thank you so much. Thank and you as you know, Lewis, I speak several languages. So um, thank oh, you, I listeners. Wish. Thank you. Thank you, Lewis. And I'm going to say goodbye in a couple of languages. So goodbye, totsins, auf Wiedersehen, and adios. Till the next time. 
Thank Take you. Care. All right. Bye-bye.